All right, well, I want you to think way, 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 way back tonight, okay? I want you to go way back in life um, to the days when you trick-or-treated. You guys remember those days? Yeah, there's some of you guys here tonight, you're like, yeah, yeah, it was like 342 days ago, and I can't wait to do it again, right? Yeah, and so here's the thing. I want you to think way back to those days, because I want you to think about, you know, your strategy for trick-or-treating. You, anybody here have a strategy for trick-or-treating? You're like, yeah. So we have, a, we, have this, we have a couple of houses in our neighborhood that give out like enormous candy bars. Anybody have those in your neighborhood? The, the one person that gives out like full-size candy bars and everybody's like, that house is like pure gold, right? And so here's the deal. Um, I have two kids and... When, when, they're, when they're little, I'm just excited to go out when they're trick-or-treating because I want to make sure that they get enough. You know what I mean? Like, you want to make sure they get enough. And so you give them this little bag, and you're like, okay, kids, have fun, right? And they go out, and they come back, and you make sure you get enough, right? Because when you have kids, this is enough to make your life crazy for the next seven days because this much sugar is the worst, right? So you just kind of take that. And, and you only make sure they have enough. But when, you're, when, when you guys start trick-or-treating, you start getting a little older and you figure out, like, okay, this is not enough, Dad. I need something a little bigger, right? And so, so then, you know, we kind of upgrade to this guy right here, right? Like the, the, little, the little bucket. You remember the bucket? And you got to put the little, you know, we put the little glow-in-the-dark thing in there so that nobody runs over you in the middle of the night. You remember that? And so... This becomes enough, and, and, you know, we always wanted to make sure that this was all our kids got, right? Because it's like, hey, you go out, this is enough. You know what our kids wanted? Our kids wanted to bring it back to the house, dump it out, and go out again, right? Anybody here do that? Yeah, you did. So there's some people in here that that's, like, enough for them, and then first row, there you go. Hey, thank you for sitting in the front row. That was awesome. And then, but, you know, at the end of the day... Ike, we, we, all know, we all know what you really want, right? You want this, right? You want this guy because, like, I mean, come on, right? Wait, there's nothing in here. Just kidding, there's stuff in here. Yeah. Like, hey, hey. All right. I've got one more. You? There you go. Okay. All right. Hey, you guys want to know who hates me right now? Small group leaders. Small group leaders hate me right now. Um, no, hey, but so here's the thing. When it comes down to it, everybody here and, and all of us, you know, you, sometimes we have this really terrible ability to really understand what enough is. Okay, I lost you for a second. If you have candy in your hand, do me a favor, look at me. If you have candy in your hands, look at me. Okay, keep it here. Keep it here. I lost you for a second. I want you back. Because here's the thing. Every, per every person in this room, you, me, your small group leaders, Troy, Emily, everybody in this room, so we have the worst ability to know what enough is. And one of the struggles of our community and one of the struggles of the area that we live in and one of the struggles of our culture is being able to understand what enough is. 
And if we kind of boil it down to its like simplest form, one of the one of, one of our core desires, one of the things we need the most, our deep, one of our deepest needs is to understand what enough is and whether or not we are enough. Because my, my bet is tonight that if, I, if we stop for a couple minutes and, and you just take a look deep in your soul and deep in, in your, on the inside, that you ask, you're probably asking the question, am I enough? Do I have what it takes? And even if you're not asking that, you're probably asking, do I have as much as them? If I just had that, I'd be enough. It's why Christmas exists. Just kidding. That's not it. (laughs) But put it on your Christmas list. That's what I'm telling my kids right now. Um, And what we're going to do tonight is as we jump into the I am this, I, this series on the I am's of Jesus, we're going to talk about where Jesus says that he is the bread of life. And, and when we look tonight at where Jesus says, I am the bread of life, we're going to, going to kind of go to three places where, we're going to, where, where God is enough for us. And so I want us to jump into that tonight, and I want us to jump into those three places. And so if you could do me a favor, grab your Bibles, if you have your Bible with you, grab your Bible, turn to John chapter 6, verse 32. John 6, 32 tonight. That's where we're going to be. And I want you to go ahead and get there. So go ahead and start flipping. Find John chapter 6, 32 um, for me. And then after you find John 6, 32, if you have a phone, I'm going to ask you to do something tonight. And it is the exact opposite of what you're expecting. Because I'm doing the opposite of what you'd expect. I'm throwing out candy and asking you to pull out your phone. All right? If you have a phone, I want you to pull it out for me. All right? I want you to pull it out. I want you to hold it down. All right? I don't want you to hold it up. I want you to hold it down. If you don't have a phone, I want you to look around at somebody else who does have a phone, and I want you to look at their phone screen. All right? If you have something embarrassing on your phone right now, now is the time to not have it. Okay? So um, I want you to pull out your phone, and I want you to just, I just want you to open the camera. Okay? Do me a favor. Open the camera. Keep it, keep it kind of pointed down. Open the camera for me. All right? I want you to open the camera for me. And I want you to zoom in as far as you can zoom in right now. Zoom in as far as it'll zoom in. Okay, two feet is perfect. Um, zoom in as far in as it'll go, all right? And what, here's what I want you to do. I want you to look only at your phone screen. Only at your phone screen. Don't look at anything else. Did you just look? Okay, only at your phone screen. Put it down. I said down. Zoomed in as far as you can. Look only at your phone screen. I want you to find this bag right here. Uh-uh. Look only at your phone screen, only at your phone screen and find this bag right here. Just find the bag, just find the bag, just, just, find, just find the bag, just find the bag, just keep it. If you could take a good picture of this bag for me, that'd be great, right? Okay, all right, so here's the deal. What Jesus does. Okay, now, wait, stop. Okay, keep your phone out. I want you to do me a favor. Go to notes, and I want you to open a note. Go to notes and open a note. And here's what I want you to do for the rest of the night. If you're going to keep your phone out, I want you to take notes on the things that I'm saying from here on out. Okay? I'm giving you the opportunity to keep your phone out, but I want you to take notes on the things that I'm saying from here on out. And I'm going to give you some things that you can write down, some things you can put in there, and I want you to write write down the points that I'm making, but also the scriptures that I'm going to. Okay? So we're going to John chapter 6, 32. And here's what's interesting. As Jesus starts, 
He is doing the opposite of what we just did with our phones. I ask you to zoom all the way in, and sometimes in life we like to zoom all the way in to us, to where we're at right now. We want to zoom into that moment, and we look at just this one moment in our life, and we're asking the question, are we enough? Do I have enough? Do I have what it takes? Am I enough? And what Jesus immediately does in this passage is he takes, he takes a 30,000-foot step back, and he zooms all the way back out, and he looks at it from the big picture, And I think we would do really well tonight if we just began to look at things from the big picture and listen to him start in the big picture and then move down to the specifics of where we are in our life. So that's what we're going to do. So we're starting in verse 32, and he says this. So so here's kind of the backstory. Jesus had just fed 5,000 people. He got in a boat. After he got done, he gets in a boat. He travels across the lake. He goes all the way across the lake. It's, a, it's not a small lake. It's a very big lake. You probably haven't been to a lake this big. It was enormous. So he gets in the boat, goes all the way across the lake. The next morning he wakes up and the people wake up and they're like, man, that was fantastic. He fed them as much bread and fish as they wanted. They ate and they ate and they ate and they wake up and they're like, you know, what, you know what's interesting is you eat that much. When you wake up, you're what? Hungry. That's right. You're hungry. So they wake up hungry and they're, they decide, hey, we're going to go find Jesus. They hear he went across the lake. So somehow they get across the lake. They come to him and they start talking to him and asking him questions. And here's what he says to them. I tell you the truth. It is not Moses who has given you the bread from heaven, but it is my father who gives you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is he who comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. In the first place, The first place we find that God is enough is that God is enough for our past. God is enough for our past. So if you're writing something down in your notes, place number one where God is enough, God is enough for our past. And what he means by that, and it's it's interesting, he says, hey, it's not Moses who gave you bread from heaven. And in that moment, what he's doing is he's pointing all the way back in their history, all the way back in their past to this moment where they were in the desert. And as they're in the desert, they're wandering, and they just don't have enough food. And they're, they're, they're just saying, we don't have enough, we don't have enough, we don't have enough, we don't have enough. And Moses says, okay, here's the deal. God is going to provide enough. And the next morning, they wake up, and outside, there is literally bread outside for them, manna for them. Here's the interesting thing. The Hebrew word for manna means, what is it? The Hebrew word for manna means, what is it? No, it means, what is it? It doesn't mean bread. It means, literally, what is it? They had no idea. They woke up, this stuff is out there, and they're like, manna. And they they pick it up, and and he's like, no, God provided stuff for you to eat. And they're like, manna. And it just stuck, I guess. That's That's why it's called manna. And so what he's doing is he's pointing back, and he's saying, listen, here's the deal. Back in the desert, when you didn't have enough, don't you remember what happened? Don't you remember? God provided. He provided manna for you to eat. He provided food for you. He provided for your needs in that moment. And here's what's interesting about those moments. In those moments, when God provided enough, he said, go out and take enough for today. Take all you need. All you need. Take it all. Take all you need. But don't keep any of it for tomorrow because I'll provide for you again tomorrow. And you know what happens? Some people, 
They went out, everybody went out and they gathered, they gathered the manna. They gathered what is it, right? They gather all the what is it stuff and they pick it up and they bring it back to their house and they eat it for that day. But some people, you know, they thought, oh, I just don't know if God's going to provide tomorrow. So I'm going to make sure I got a little bit extra so just in case. Does anybody, anybody of you guys have a, like a mom or a dad who would be like that person? Anybody? Anybody? Yeah? There's, <laughs> there's only one kid I'm looking at. Um, so anyway. Yeah, if, so the next day, the next day, when those people who gathered more than they needed, they had it, they put it away in a little jar, and they opened it up, and there were maggots growing in it, and it was rotting. Gross, right? Gross, right? And God says this, he sa- and ultimately the deal is this. He's saying, look, I provide for you today. I'm going to give you all you need. And, and what Jesus is doing is he's zooming out so that he can remind them in that moment, hey, it's not Moses that gave you bread from heaven. Because what Moses, what Moses gave you, it was enough for today, and it was enough for your past, and it was enough for back then. And he gave you all that you needed every day in the past. All that you needed. And here's, it brings to me, to me this, this kind of, it brings two questions to my mind, and the first is this, where has in your past God provided for you? How has God provided for you in the past, in your life? And here's what I'm going to say, I'm, I'm going to bet tonight that God has provided all you need because you're here. Because you made it to this room, God has provided probably all you need in life so far. Because you made it to here tonight. And I bet if you were to look back, there are moments where even if you don't think about it, whether you, where you were born, who you were born to, who your parents are, what schools you go to, all of those things, whether or not you think about them or not, are in some ways God providing for you and bringing you to this moment. So as you think back, where has God provided for you in the past? Because I think Jesus wants to take us there tonight, and he wants to remind us that we have had all we need in the past. And the other question is this, where are you trying to take too much? Where are you looking at yourself and where you are in life and trying to take too much and just saying, I don't have enough. I'm not even sure what enough is, but I know I don't have it. And, and, you're, and you're just trying to gather as much stuff and as much money and as much clothes and as much gadgets and as much trophies and as much A's and as much everything else that you can get and bring it in to here. And you're trying to hold it as tightly as possible. And if it were manna, tomorrow it would be rotten. Where are you trying to gather too much? Where are you not satisfied because the enough you already have isn't enough for you. In verse 34, he says, they say this. This is the interesting thing. So 32, 33, and then we get to verse 34, and they say this. Sir, they said, from now on, give us this bread. This bread that comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. They, were, they had just eaten the day before, and so they're kind of expecting food. And they say, sir, okay, good. Um, so you have a bread from heaven, and I'm not going to be hungry anymore. I'm excited. Give us this bread. Always give us this bread every day for the rest of our lives. And what they wanted was actual bread, but I think Jesus had something different in mind. 
And I think that's true for us too. Some days we walk in and we ask for, God, would you give us this? And Jesus actually has something different and better in mind for us. And I think that brings us to the second place where God provides for us or enough. And the second place is that God is enough forever. He's not just enough for our past, right? He's not just enough for where, we, where we've been in the past, but he is enough forever. He is enough into the future. Look at verse 44. We're going to skip down a little bit. It says, No one can come to me unless the Father who, who sent me draws him, and I will raise him up the last day. It is written in the prophets, they will, be, they will all be taught by God. Everyone who listens to the Father and learns from him comes from me. No one has seen the Father except the one who is from God. Only he has seen the Father. I tell you the truth. He who believes has everlasting life. I am the bread of life. Your forefathers ate manna in the desert and they died. But here is the bread that comes down from heaven which a man may eat and not die. I am the living bread. That came down from heaven. If anyone eats of this bread, he will live forever. This bread is my this bread is my flesh, which I will give for the life of the world. And what he talks about is eternal life. What he talks about is eternity. What he talks about is forever. If you eat of Jesus. If you eat of this bread, this eternal bread, he said, I'm the bread of life. If you eat of this bread, you're going to live forever. You're going to have everlasting life. And for, for Jesus, when he talks about that, he's talking about life into heaven. He's talking about heaven forever. And here's the moment where I, where I just kind of look and I say, okay, listen, here's the thing. If you haven't tasted of Jesus, if you haven't eaten the bread of life and you haven't experienced understanding that, that he is enough forever, that he is enough for heaven, please let tonight be your opportunity. Please let, let, let tonight, I'm not gonna, we're not going to take some time here to do that. I want you to go to your small group leader tonight and I want you to talk to them and say, hey, listen, here's the deal. I don't know that I've ever had the everlasting life that I've ever eaten of Jesus in that way. Would you, would you walk with me through that tonight? Because they would love to. That's why they're here. They don't just come here because it's like so much fun for them. I mean, it is fun for them. But they come here because they want that moment with you. They want to help you walk through that. But everyone who eats of this bread will receive eternal life. Psalm 34, 8. Write that down. If, you, if you're writing notes right now. By the way, y'all are the best notes here. Like super colorful. I love it. That's awesome. You guys are doing great. If you're writing notes right now, Psalm 34, 8. It's on the screens, but I, I want you to just write it down there in your notes so you can come back to it later. Psalm 34, 8. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the one who takes refuge in him. And basically he says in that, in that passage, he says, here's the deal. Everyone, everyone who takes refuge in God is safe forever. He will protect them. Can I tell you tonight that Jesus is enough for heaven for you. Jesus is enough for life forever for you. Jesus is enough for life for you into eternity. He is enough. I kind of have this equation that, that, that I love to kind of come back to. 
over the last, well, I want to talk, say this first. Over the last few weeks here at Sanctuary, we've been, we've been focused on the cross. And we've been focused on how Jesus and the cross is enough, right? That cross, his life for our life, his life to give us life forever is enough. And the equation goes like this. Jesus plus nothing equals everything. Man, if you have Jesus and nothing else, you've got all you need. If you've got Jesus plus nothing else, you've got all you need. If you're taking notes, that's a good thing to write down there. You have to hit the little number pad to get the plus sign. You're welcome. And it kind of leads me to another question for, for us tonight. What have you been trying to add to Jesus in your life? I know I have Jesus and I know that he is everything, but like if I just had this, or if I was just this way, or if I just looked like this, or if I just had my quiet time every day, if I, just, if I, was just, if I knew more about the Bible, if I prayed more, if I was a better musician, if I worshiped better, if I was cooler, if I was more popular, if I was more athletic, if I was smarter, maybe I would be good enough. And ultimately what he is saying is, no, 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 no. I am the bread of life. If you have me and nothing else, you have everything. You have everything. And for us, that lands us right there at the third place where God is enough, and that is that, that Jesus, God is enough for today. He is enough for today. Let's get down to verse, 30, to, to verse 53. He says again, I tell you the truth, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. By the way, this was not a really popular teaching. It sounds a little weird, right? Especially as we get here close to Halloween time, it's like, hey man, if you're talking about eating people and drinking people's blood, like I'm out, you know? Like, and the disciples didn't like it either because that was really weird for back then too. It's not just weird for today. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life, and I will raise him up at the last day. For my flesh is real food, and my blood is real drink. And, and what he's kind of pointing back to is, hey, listen, I am the truth. I am the bread of life. If I am the bread of life, if you eat of me, you're going to have life. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood remains in me, and I in him. Just as the living Father sent me, and I live because of the Father, so the one who feeds on me will live because of me. This is the bread that came down from heaven. Your forefathers ate manna and died, but he who feeds on this bread will live forever. And I, I love this, this passage, verse, verse 57. If you, just, you can look at it on the screen or you can look at it in your Bible. So the one who feeds on me will live because of me. So the one who feeds on me will live because of me. And basically he says this. He says, look, here's the thing. If you feed on me, you're going to become alive. Some of us in this room, and I'm not talking about just you, I'm talking about me. Some of us forget to live because we're worried about being or doing enough. And what Jesus says in this moment is anybody who feeds on me, you're going to be a, you will become alive 
because you are feeding on me. And I love this word, feeding on me, because the Greek word behind there, it actually means to chew. Okay, that's kind of, a, like, that's kind of one of those weird words. You know those weird words like chew? It just doesn't sound right coming off the lips. But here's the thing. Here's why I like it. You know, I, I don't know. This is one of those, this is one of those, uh, this is one of those things that, that when I was a kid, I don't know if when you were a kid, they would say, hey, listen, you need to ch- make sure you chew your food 20 times before you swallow, right? You need to, and I, at, my, at our house, everybody makes fun of me because I am the chew your food guy, right? I'm the like, hey, ain't nobody choking at this table, so chew that real good, right? Like that's, that is exactly what I say all the time, and I get made fun of all the time. It's like, hey, chew that real good, you know? Like, I don't know, it comes out just like with this like real deep southern accent, you know, like, hey, chew that. Uh, like, I don't, I, it's just how it works. But did your parents ever tell you to chew that, chew it 20 times? 20 times. That's the, it's recommended that you chew it 20 times. Have you ever tried to f- chew food 20 times? I lose, listen, I am like as ADD as they come, I lose focus after four, right? But if you have to like, if you have to chew food 20 times before you eat it, it's like you pull a chip out and you're like, here we go, right? Like, you chew, 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 it's gone, but I've got to chew 17 more times before I can actually swallow. But if you're going to chew food 20 times, you have to actually focus. It's like crunch, 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 eight, nine, crunch. Like, and you just have to kind of focus in and chew. And one of the reasons why I love this is because if Jesus says, feed on me, he's saying, okay, chew on this. Like, focus in on this. You can't chew on something. You can't continually chew on something without focusing on what, you, on what you're doing. And, and here's, what, here's what I think I take from that, and I hope that you can take this too, is that, that if Jesus, what Jesus is ultimately saying is, hey, feed on me, chew on this. And, and it's so interesting, the old, the old Testament word for meditate literally had this picture, this word picture of a dog gnawing on a bone. And I I think of it in terms of like, listen, if you were to chew on Jesus, if you were to meditate on Jesus, if you were to focus on Jesus, you will find life today. That if Jesus is all that we need today, if he is enough in this moment, if we meditate and focus on him, if we chew on the bread of life, everything we need today will be satisfied. Because in him, we're enough. In him, we have enough. Because Jesus plus nothing is everything. Because in this moment today, and I, and I don't know what, what struggle you walk through the door with, right? And I, and I want you to just, I want you in, in this moment to just think about that one thing that you walk through the door with, the, the one worry that you have, I already have mine in my head. I don't know what you walk through the door with today. But I know this, that Jesus is enough for that thing. Because one of the deepest needs that we have is to know that we're enough and know that we have enough. And Emily, I don't, would you put up this, the last, the last, the, this chorus, the last song we just sang?
There it is. So I'll give thanks to God when I don't have enough. And I just want to stop, go back to that real quick. So I'll give thanks to God when I don't have enough. I'll give thanks to God when I'm not enough, when I don't measure up to my standard, to somebody else's standard. When I am not enough, I will give thanks to God. When I don't have enough, I will give thanks to God. Okay, go. Because he's more than enough, and he knows what I need. Emily, if you'll just leave that up there. Because he's more than enough, and he knows exactly what I need. He knew what I needed in the past, right? He knew what I needed in the past. A couple years ago, a few years ago now, uh, I'd kind of gone through life, and it was just time. It was, it, God made it super clear that it was time that I needed to hit a reset button in life on some things that I was doing, specifically as it related to my job. And in that moment, it was time to hit the reset button and to change jobs completely and to even like change career paths completely. And, and, I, and, and for me, I, I hit the button and I knew where I was supposed to be going. But inside, the question, the deep question was, man, are you sure? Because I don't know if this is going to work. I don't know if we have enough. I don't know if I am enough. I don't know if I can do this. And the first thing God did was to point me back to all those moments in the past where he had provided time after time after time. And then he reminded me that no matter what happened today, that tomorrow down the road, I, I was his. And he was going to bring me through. And in that, I just had to, in this moment, in that moment, begin to trust that he was enough for me. And I know for some of you guys in this room, it may be reset time. It may be time for you to hit a reset button, whether or not it's just related to your friends or whether or not it's related to some of the things you've been doing or whether or not it's related to the direction in your life. And one of the reasons why I could have hit the reset button three years ago is because back 15, 20 years before that, I had come to follow Jesus. Like, for real follow Jesus. I knew who Jesus was, but I had come to for real follow Jesus. And when I came to for real follow Jesus, it was very clear that I had to change some of the relationships that I was surrounding myself with. And I had to hit the reset button on that. And say, okay, God, here's the deal. I trust you. I love these people. But it's not right for me right now. Because I had hit the reset button back there, I knew he was going to provide now. And I don't know where you're at. I just, for some reason, I felt like today, there's somebody in this room maybe that, that just needs to hear that you can hit the reset button today. And God has provided for you in the past. He is, you are with him for he, forever in eternity. But in this moment tonight, it's time. And you've been hearing it, and you've been knowing that he's been saying it to you, but tonight is the night where it's time to hit the reset button. And I think the best place for you to do that tonight is in your small group time. It's to enter into that conversation and say, guys, here's the deal. I don't know why, but that thing was for me. And it's time tonight for me to hit the reset. Or maybe for you tonight, the conversation in your small group is around, you know what, I just, 
I've just, I don't feel like I'm enough. But I know that God is enough. Would you guys pray for me that I would feed on Jesus and live in that tonight? Or maybe for you, you've been obsessed with wanting more and more and more and more. And the prayer for you tonight in your small group time is, hey, I just need to find contentment tonight. I just need to recognize that Jesus is all I, have, all I need. And Jesus plus nothing is everything. One last question as you walk into that group time tonight. And I want you guys to answer this as, with, as you're, with your group tonight. Where has God provided for me in the past? And how does that affect my confidence that he can provide for me now? You're going to ask a few questions that we're going to ask all through this series, but I want you to, to answer that question tonight. Where has God provided for me in the past? And how, how does that affect my confidence that he will provide for me today? Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, thank you for Jesus. Thank you for sending him as the bread of life. Thank you for sending him to give us confidence that we have everything that we need in this moment. Thank you for sending him that we can have confidence that we have everything we need for the rest of our lives and into eternity, that you have given us heaven through him, that you have given us eternal life through him. And God, would you remind us of that tonight? Would you remind us of that in our, both our minds and in our hearts tonight, that you have sealed heaven for us through Jesus? Thank you, God, that he is enough. And even more tonight, thank you, God, that he is enough for this moment and what you are doing in us and through us today. And God, we confess and I confess personally, there are so many places where I try to, to make more or to be more because I would just want to think I'm enough. But God, thank you that you have already made me enough, that you have already done everything that, that you need to do for me to be enough. And God, would you allow me and allow us tonight to accept that in the name of your son, Jesus. Amen. Amen.